Thank you for downloading Three Idgits in a Pod. We just have a quick announcement before we get started. Supernatural is a show that often deals with sensitive topics in a less than sensitive way. Please check the show notes for episode-specific content warnings if this is concerning to you. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Thank you for downloading our podcast, Three Idgits in a Pod, a sibling supernatural rewatch podcast. I am a host, Margaret Downs. I'm a host, Patricia Downs. I'm another host, Bridget Downs. And today we're going to be talking about season two, episode 10, Hunted. But first, how are we doing today? Pretty good. I had to work today already oh, this morning. I had to go to work. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. At least it, the store was closed, so I didn't have like customers to worry about. I could just keep the lights off and do my thing and like get it done. But yeah, I had to scan all the new tags in that are going to be a dollar and then move up the new tags that are going to be 25% off to the loft. And I didn't get it completely done, but I'm going to finish it tomorrow. Could you at least, could you ever listen to stuff that's like that you like? Yeah. I mean, like when there's nobody there. Yeah. Yeah. But not, I mean, like you can't like listen to like podcasts or anything when there's like people in the store. Yeah. I just put on like because it was I was like this is only gonna take me like an hour maybe hour 15 I was like I just put on our Spotify I think I put on like a Beatles playlist or something mm. it was all like oldie stuff so that was my morning my my morning really started at around 6 30 this morning <sighs> oh. when I woke up to because I, I instead of staying up really late I wanted to wake up early to finish watching this episode <laughs> that has never ever worked for me. It, I was just, like, so scared that it was going to not work, but I made sure to, I was, like, motivated to get up, and then I made coffee, and it was fine. So when did you go to bed? Like, 1230. Okay. So I got, like, six hours of sleep. That's okay. Well, it's that's, okay. That's, that's what I I'm get. I'm tired. That's but... what I get. Uh, that's my average. It's yeah. about six hours. I get six hours of sleep a night. That's... <sighs> You're a teen. Yeah, you need more sleep. Well, I need more sleep than I'm getting, I'm sure. Oh, you but, do? Yeah. But being a teen is a little different. I went, I mean, we stayed up until midnight. midnight. So I fell asleep at like 1.30. Yeah. And then I woke up at 11.30. Yeah. Has some Nutella <laughs> on toast. Nutella? Yeah, that's how you pronounce yeah, it. Nutella. Nutella because it's hazelnuts, not hazelnuts. <laughs> <laughs> Nutella. <laughs> Nutella, made with hazelnuts. <laughs> and, uh, this is my official stance on the matter. <laughs> oh I eat Nutella. Hazelnuts. Nuts. <laughs> I like the idea that they're hazelnuts, though. Nuts. <laughs> hazelnuts. Whoa, she turned me into a newt. A newt. We got better. Yeah, so you had you had hazelnuts. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Good good to eat chocolate first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah. balanced breakfast. Yeah, but... part of a balanced breakfast. And then they show, like, putting an orange next to it on the plate. Well, it would, yeah, it would be the cereal in the foreground, part of a balanced breakfast. And the balanced breakfast would be in the background kind of blurry. Yeah. Like, it would be glass of orange juice, plate of scrambled eggs, side of toast. In the foreground, it's your sugar cereal. Yep. And that's your balanced breakfast. <laughs> there it is, in the distance. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you had. Yes. With sugar. Uh-huh. Congratulations. And this morning you were playing Stardew Valley. Yeah, I, well, I ate breakfast. I had tuna. Mm. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Just plain tuna? I mean, it came out of a can and I put... <laughs> 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 that sounds so appetizing over the morning. Did you make My a tuna? My other option was mussels. 
Yeah. So. <laughs> leftover muscles. Leftover oh. muscles or canned tuna were my options this morning. So I did the canned <laughs> tuna. And yeah, <laughs> I did. I mean, I made like a little tuna salad with it. Okay. It, it was like. At least it wasn't just straight tuna from the can. I didn't eat it out of the can. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. That would be That's sad. Um, yeah. I wouldn't put it past me. That yeah. is the sort of thing I would do. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't think I've ever actually done... No, I, I took it out of the can and I put it in a bowl with chi- with dried chives and parsley. Okay. And black ground black pepper and a little mayonnaise. And then I ate it with a fork. <laughs> um, I put it on some toast. Guys, I didn't want to make toast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It was one step too far. <laughs> How many steps does this breakfast take? Like, Just enough? Okay. Yeah, well, because the, like, the, there are potentially many more steps to making tuna. Like, you know, actually rehydrating the dried ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of putting them directly in the tuna, which is what I did. <laughs> I did not put the dried chopped onions in, which I do sometimes. Really? You don't reconstitute your dry onions? Nope. It's, little, just, it's just kind of crunchy. Dry flakes of onion? <laughs> yeah, so like I've got these different different tiers, right, of like effort I want to put in. Mm-hmm. At the very top is I reconstitute my dry ingredients or I like cut up fresh ingredients. Right. Right? Like I cut up a real onion and I cut up real chives and I've got fresh parsley and I, you know, put all the ingredients together and I toast two pieces of toast mm-hmm. and then I, I don't use butter, I use mayonnaise mm-hmm. and, you know, mayonnaise on both sides of the breads, put cheese on the breads, put the tuna on, the tuna mix on the breads and uh, do a tuna melt. Yeah. That's like the top level of effort. Where was where I was at was, <laughs> I suppose, now that we've brought it up, not the absolute bottom effort. No. Because the absolute bottom is eating it directly yeah. out of the can. Yeah. Or just not eating. But... Well, I wasn't going to let myself do that. Yeah. And I uh, I did use a little bit more effort than eating it directly out of the can. Yeah. So that counts but, for something. Sometimes yeah. you can't sometimes you can't get up to there at no. that, that effort level. And that's called not having spoons. <laughs> <laughs> Are you familiar with spoon theory? No. Spoon theory is something people with like chronic pain and has been adapted to people with, you know, neurodivergent issues. Mm-hmm. You have it's a similar idea, like if you if you think about like in D D of spell slots. Right. Right. Right? So you have a certain number of spell slots a day. Some things take are, are a higher level to cast. You can cast your lower level spells with a higher level spell slot, but you can't cast a high level, high effort. You can't do a high effort thing if you've only got the energy for for low level stuff. Yeah. Right. And you, you know, if if you you know overextend yourself, you won't have that energy for the next day. You've exhausted yourself. Yeah. Right. Th- that's the general idea. So all these different levels of tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, require different, you know, different spell <laughs> slots to, to me. And I've got to think further out into my day, like, okay, well, I'm recording a podcast today. I'm playing D&D today. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow I've got to watch my next Supernatural homework and we're recording tomorrow. So do I have the energy to, do I have the you know, do I have that upper level spell slot to make a full tuna melt? And the answer is no. I've got to use that spell slot to go play D&D later. Yeah. Um, I've used up too many of my slots today. This is, this is concerning. <laughs> <laughs> I told Dad, I'm like, Kali is going to be overtired and everything is going to be funny to her. <laughs> I do hope that that's the case and that you don't end up, like, sick. <laughs> asleep on the table. Because that's happened before, too, where yeah. you've fallen asleep at the table. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll get you some more caffeine. We'll, we'll make some coffee. Uh-huh. Did you watch the ball drop last night? No. We did. Liza Koshy was there. Really? Yeah. That's funny. 
She was a host. It was weird. That is weird. I don't know who that is. A she YouTuber. was a YouTuber. And a Viner. A Viner before that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not one of my Viners. Nope. Not A, it's Pineo. Nope. <laughs> oh, Vine. Yeah. <laughs> Steve and I were talking about apparently Weird Al's Vines, which he did when that was a thing. And they were like, like as weird as expected. Yeah. But in like a, it, it was, he, one of them, Steve explained, was like him like blowing a dandelion head like off or like a, like the seeds off and then it would lay like transitioned into like a mushroom cloud and i'm like okay Mm -hmm. that makes sense he's Mm -hmm. like yeah it was like six seconds long i think it was a vine (laughs) like Mm -hmm. yep that sounds like a vine that sounds Mm -hmm. like weird al that sounds like weird al who is now going by regular al oh (laughs) because he wants to do like a broader range of music um he's rebranding after all this time yeah i don't think that's going to work no People are still gonna call him Weird Al. People like, how are you? Weird Al. But I guess he's changed like everything, like on his like socials, and are I don't you, know are, if it's like a sure? real are, legal name change. Are, or... we, are we sure it's not a bit? It could be <laughs> just a very long bit, like a very long con. Okay. Well, good luck, Mr. Al. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your day like today? Yeah. Besides just waking up, all you, did all you do is wake up and have toast? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then watch me play Stardew Valley for like 20 minutes. Nice. Yeah. Oh, it's really wet and rainy outside. It was wet and rainy in this episode. Y- yeah, because they filmed in the Pacific because Northwest. Because they filmed in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> but it was a little wet and rainy, I, I noticed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the sidewalks and, pa- and pavement were wet. Yes. They had the wet pavement noise. Mm-hmm. So if you hear the wet pavement noise in this episode, it's not our fault. It's the weather. Yeah. The uh, ambiance. We did this on purpose. We do we we do try to record at a down a busy street when it rains. You hear that? Uh, yeah, we do try to edit out the car noises, but it's the wet road. <laughs> we don't have a professional recording studio. Nope. This is Margaret's bedroom. Yep. This isn't my bedroom. It's a craft is, room. It's a, it's a craft room. Next to Margaret's Next bedroom. to my bedroom. <laughs> it was my bedroom. It was your bedroom. <laughs> is now craft room. Yep. Okay, speaking of wet roads. Afraid <laughs> <laughs> you might get wet. Let's jump into season two, episode 10 Hunted. We'll start off today with. Our writer, Rael Tucker, who we are familiar with from, from so far, wrote with Sarah Gamble in season one and has now had a couple solo writing credits. Our director today is Rachel Talalay, who this is her only Supernatural ep- episode she's directed, but she has directed for a number of CW shows hmm. and Doctor Who. Okay. Rachel sounds familiar to me. Hmm? Rachel Talalay? Talalay. Sounds familiar. Uh, quite possibly, but not from the show. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like, I feel like I've heard it. She's British. Then probably from, yeah, you said Doctor Who, so. Maybe from seeing it in the Doctor Who credits, although I think she's directed the more, like, the later stuff, like, I, th- I think more Peter Capaldi era. Um, don't, oh, I liked <laughs> Peter Capaldi's Who. <laughs> doctor. The Doctor. The Doctor. I saw, like, two episodes of his. <laughs> <laughs> That's around the time when I was 
lo- losing the thread. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the of the new. I still haven't Roger. seen the transition between Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi. I did, and I cried. I'm sure. A lot. I he still because he was my first doctor. I still don't really know. Like I, I'm, I avoided the spoilers. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I've avoided the spoilers for the most part. So I really don't even know what happens during that episode. No, I. But I don't need to know yet. Uh, like if mm-hmm. I want to watch it, I'll watch it. But yeah, yeah. I haven't. Done, I don't want it spoiled for me. No. I haven't done a Doctor <laughs> Who rewatch in a long time. Doctor Who rewatch podcast. <laughs> no, Doctor Who watch. Doctor Who watch. No, I think if we're gonna do another rewatch podcast, we've been given a good. Situation. Suggestion for a rewatch uh, podcast. SpongeBob, but, <laughs> but it, what, as I have said, it will be a Patreon-only exclusive. <laughs> yep. We will do, do a, the Sponge Pod, a SpongeBob rewatch podcast called the Sponge Pod, <laughs> Patreon only. But the thing is, I don't know. <laughs> we don't need to watch do a Doctor Who rewatch podcast. There are too there's many. Still a lot of those. There's right? a lot of those, I'm sure. And there, yes, Probably. and there's yeah, and there's also plenty of Supernatural rewatch podcasts. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so we don't we don't need to do that anyway. But yes, Matt Smith was was my first Doctor. I started with Matt Smith and then went back. To Eccleston, Eccleston, yeah. yeah, and then watch, and then, then watched through from there. David Tennant was my first doctor. Then I went to Eccleston. I think and Matt watched Smith was mine. And then I basically skipped Eccleston because I watched the first episode and was like, I don't like him. And <laughs> <laughs> it was because it, well, it's, it was the mannequin very, episode too. Yeah, <laughs> and it's very, uh, it's like very that. BBC. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It's 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 like filmed in a different aspect ratio. Yeah, it's it's grainy and dark, and you can't see what's going on. It's it's feels like it feels like the same era of television as like All Creatures Great and Small, which is yeah. which, but it was made in the mid two thousands. So I really like, <laughs> like forty years later. I've heard he's good for just for some reason. First impression, I, I was like, I don't like him. I think he's extremely underrated. Yeah, okay, as, as a doctor, and I think there's a lot of important things about Rose as a. Mm-hmm. Companion. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I don't but like Rose. I know. Because I hate her mom. Well, her mom is not, not the companion. Yeah. I know. It's just so hard to separate them because every time Rose is there, her mom and Ricky are there. And I was like, I don't like either of you. That's later. She spends a lot of time without her mom and Mickey, Ricky. Ricky. Well, you see, there are, there are two. <laughs> there are two. <laughs> and one of them one of them's from stays alternate. in the alternate universe. Yeah. One, and like, one, one of them, them dies in the alternate them, universe. And, yes. Yeah. And I don't remember who makes it out. <laughs> I don't remember either. <laughs> and I don't remember who's the original. But the the important thing about Rose is that she's ordinary. Right. She's she is an ordinary could be anybody. She's a like a department store clerk. Yeah. She's um, in her late teens, early twenties, lives with her family, blue collar, did okay in school but not well enough to like go to college. Just average kid. Yeah. And then she's so so she she is the stand in for anyone. Yeah. Any any ordinary kid who then, you know, discovers that like whatever like like they can be extraordinary mm-hmm. right as opposed okay. to as opposed to like later on the companions are like you know super powered whatever right and it's like well we, we've sort of lost the thread of like the ordinary human connection yeah. what about what's your name i like martha 
Yeah. Martha's great. She's a doctor. Yeah. And she deserved better. Yeah. <laughs> than, you know, whatever Ten was giving her because he was going through that whole breakup situation. Yeah. And stringing her along and treated her terribly. Yeah. And I know you're not a fan of Catherine Tate. No. I love Catherine Tate. And Donna... She just screams too much for me. I love, <laughs> I love that for her. <laughs> and... I do think she could get a little annoying at some times. I love that for her. Good. <laughs> uh, because it's so unconventional femininity. Yeah. And she's... Again, though, Donna is ordinary, right? Yeah. She's, uh, she's, a, she's a temp. Yeah. Anyway, this is not a Doctor Who... <laughs> Who Rewatch podcast. <laughs> this is not a Doctor Who Rewatch podcast. We're not doing a Doctor Who Rewatch podcast. We're doing a Supernatural Rewatch podcast. It's our recap. Dad wants us to pick up with the recap. <laughs> yeah, Dad's getting frustrated. <laughs> He's like, oh my god. They're going get, on. Get, get on with it. Get on topic. with it. Get on with it. Yes, get on with it. I'm walking the dog. Oh my god. Dad <laughs> um, wants us to pick up where he left off. Same feel hunting things. A family business. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, no, I know what you meant, though. That was. Yeah, funny. Oh, yes, <laughs> that was a good joke, <laughs> that though. Was a good bit. I thought you were. Oh, wait, never mind. No. I thought you were. <laughs> um, no, the tagline of the show. <laughs> Genuinely saying that dad and when he listens to this would want us to get on with things. And he does. I have it on good authority that some of our listeners are rambling bits are their favorite parts. Yes. Dad wants us to get on with it. (laughs) So the demon has plans for Sam and kids like him. And John knew about them and like knew about Sam and then told Dean something before he died and Dean was lying about it. And then we're like, okay, remember Max, he had telekinesis. Mm -hmm. He's dead. <laughs> Sam has visions, and he's wondering if that means he's going to be a murderer. Andrew Gallagher, power of persuasion, chill dude. Andrew's twin brother, Anson, hey. not a chill, not dude. a chill dude, <laughs> murderer, is dead, is dead. And Sam is like, okay, so your two options with these powers are chill. Or dead and a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) And it seems like, statistically, I'm in danger. (laughs) I'm in danger! Because, as he says, everyone is capable of murder. Even me? (laughs) Even me. Um, And, like, what does the demon want? We don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? (laughs) Do the writers know? We're not sure. (laughs) Yeah, it feels like they're they're just kind of like... They're gonna keep stringing us along. I think at this point, they're they're starting trying to develop an idea of what they want to do. Right. Okay. Because first season, they weren't sure if they were going to get renewed. Then they got renewed. And they're like, okay, great. Now we actually have to like do a story arc. Yeah. yeah. We, we actually have to do some to. plot. But we're going to just keep stringing you along and be like, what is it? What is it? What is it? What? We don't know. <laughs> we don't actually know. <laughs> Fight now. Fire. We get a cool music choice here. Yeah. I don't know what the song it was. It feels kind of like but it salsa was, or tango. Yeah, it was like um, kind of tango. White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane. Oh. Um, 1967. Ooh. It's like making like 
Uh, the lyrics make like Alice in Wonderland references. Oh, um, cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool music choice. And we're getting a voiceover, which we're uh, being recorded on a little handheld cassette tape. tape. Recorder. Yeah. Cassette tape recorder of the, the little, I have those little tapes, mm-hmm. the little mini ones. Yeah. Didn't mom give you a, like a box? Yeah. She found them at a yard sale. Mm-hmm. She's like, I, I just, I need one of those voice recorders though. Yeah. To, to fit like the little mini recorder that I can, then I can make my own mini mixtapes and, and it's, it'll be great. Yeah. Don't be afraid, Scott. You can tell me anything. You know that. Says Dr. George Waxler. And he has a very... Psychiatrist energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Very um, soothing doctor trademark. Yeah. <laughs> now tell me about that. Mm-hmm. You know, and like kind of a little a little up on the mic ASMR mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of a voice. Um, the camera... He looked like a mix between Keanu Reeves and Mad Mickelson. Yeah. Really? That's... Okay. I was... I I got the guy who voices Manny the Mammoth. (laughs) (laughs) Manny the Mammoth? In in Ice Age. Yes, Ray Romano. Yes, Ray Romano. I could see that too. That's that's the vibe I was getting from him. That's funny. Manny the Mammoth. (laughs) You mean everyone loves Raven? (laughs) I've never seen everyone loves Raven. I'm not that old. Oh, no. yeah. That's, that's... I see that. Um, I was not getting Mads. Really? I think all. it's just because I've seen Hannibal. And, <laughs> and I see him acting as a psychiatrist. Like, it was very, like, okay. that kind of drawn down face. I, like I've never actually... I've never seen Hannibal. Yeah. I've been told I would it like it. gross. Yeah. It was very gross. Yeah. I've never seen Hannibal. Single mom works two jobs and loves their kids and never stops. I've never seen Hannibal. So I've, I've never seen Hannibal. I've re- I really only I've seen Mads in like Casino Royale. Okay, <laughs> it's where he played a villain. Yeah, and like he was in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen him in that. Just like around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, just in him. memes. Yeah, yeah, I've seen him around. I didn't. I didn't play Death Stranding. I want to thank my mom. My dad. <laughs> so, I said, so that him as a psychiatrist was not the forefront of my mind, but I right. just got big Ray Romano vibes. <laughs> I like that too. This yeah psychiatrist who's giving you know trademark soothing doctor voice and in a voiceover. The camera kind of pans over the table with like the patient file and the 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 voice recorder up to the patient who's Scott, a young man sitting on a couch. He says that it started over a little, a little over a year ago. Migraines at first. Then he found that he could do stuff. The doctor's like, what do you mean by do stuff? And Scott says that he has an ability that when he touches things, he can electrocute it if he wants to. And the doctor's like, and you know this how? Yeah. And he's like, well, I killed the neighbor's cat. <laughs> I turned its insides into hamburger. And the doctor writes a note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you and don't believe me. Yeah, the doctor does the, I, you know, I believe that you believe that it. You believe. Which, I mean, it's tricky, you know, if someone has a delusion. You're not, suppo- yeah. you're not supposed to encourage the delusion, but... You don't want to outright like right, contradict because, them because because that can be distressing and can you know lead to them digging themselves further into the delusion. So it's, it is it, it's it's tricky, but you know it, you know so he believe he believes that that Scott believes this. So Scott's like yeah okay if you're if you're sure you don't believe it then shake my hand. Yeah. And at this point I was like oh this doctor's gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was sure this doctor damn. was gonna die. Uh, the doctor does not he shake def- his hand. If he deflects and he's like why do you want to kill the cat? And Scott's like. I didn't want to. He, he, and he starts referring to a he. He wants me to. And he doesn't want me to stop there. 
Like, who who is he? And he's the yellow-eyed man. And he tells me to do awful things. He comes to me in my dreams. And says he has a plan for me and for people like me. Which is like, like oh no! We know what this is about. Yeah. Poor psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> who does not. No. And we don't see the end of this interview. No. So I was sure that the psychiatrist was dead. That's funny. I mean, we don't hear, like, the psychiatrist's thoughts on it. Yeah. But I was sure that he that he killed the psychiatrist <laughs> in that office. See, I was thinking if he wanted to prove himself, why didn't he just, like, explode a pillow? Right. He could have done some kind of object. Well, if you're, if you're not, like, so if, if so. I'm wondering if he's not sure. Like, he thinks he's crazy. Yeah. That could right? be it. Like, he's like, the, the neighbor's cat ended up dead. And I don't know how or why, but this is my hypothesis. <laughs> this is what seems to have happened, but that's insane. That, like, you know, that you're able to electrocute things. That's not possible. Clearly, I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm, you know, wondering if he's headed down that, you know, down that rabbit hole. He's, like, afraid of his, of his powers. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's, that's a cool power, though. Yeah. We've seen, so we've seen, we've seen sad death visions and powers of persuasion. This guy can shoot electricity out of his hands. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Doesn't seem like as much like mind power as the others are. Yeah. The, the others are all psychic based. This yeah. Is, this is like physical. It's a, it's, there's a physical effect to it, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So our next scene, though, because we don't see him actually leave the office, is he's walking home at night under the train tracks. It's very like nighttime city scary. Foggy. And he's definitely being followed. <laughs> yeah. We see a figure and when he kind of sees it and calls out like, hello, he gets to his car and sees a reflection of the figure in the window and he turns around and we see the flash reflect light reflection on a knife blade and he gets stabbed hard in the chest and, and the knife like up. the knife pushes Pulls him up. like rips upwards pushes him against the car and Scott yeah blood dies. comes out of his mouth and, and poor Scott is gone poor Scott we, and we lost that cool power too yeah. we didn't even get to see it in action yeah because I doubt they had the budget yeah. <laughs> plus I liked Scott he's yeah. Cool. Yeah. I would have liked to see more of Scott. I wanted to see someone shooting electricity from their fingers like a Sith. <laughs> Get some more lightning. Like, more lightning. I liked his angsty vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had that floppy mid-2000s hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Scott. He's dead now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Supernatural. Fire. Ooh, Ooh Fire. <laughs> We're picking up now at this next scene where we left off last episode, which was, if you were watching the show as it was coming out, before the mid-season break. Right. It seems to have gotten a lot less sunny. Yeah. I think the filter changed. Really? From last episode to this one. That's funny. It's it's less sunny, less kind of golden looking. Mm Mm-hmm. It was very pretty last time, and it was very... Most of last scene was sort of, like, had had a kind of sad, like, melancholy vibe to it. Mm -hmm. This one is much more intense and desperate feeling. Yeah. So if you watch the scenes back-to-back, I think there is a tone inconsistency. Yeah. Because we pick up right where we left off with Dean confessing that John told him something. And Sam's like, what did he tell you? And Dean says that John said to watch out for you, said to take care of you. And Sam's like, okay, he says that all the time. (laughs) And then Dean says, he said that I had to save you and that nothing else mattered. And that if I couldn't, 
I'd have to kill you. He said I might have to kill you, Sammy. And like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So I was wondering if they were actually going to come out and say that this this episode. Yeah. Or if they were just going to continue to string us along. Right. And, and, he, and you know, Dean gets out of it somehow. No, they just open up. <laughs> they just drop it. They just drop it with... By the way, I mean, Dean, you know, confessing, like, cast your mind back to first episode of this season. Yeah. In my time of dying, very end of the episode, John has a plan for how to save Dean. He's made this deal with the yellow-eyed demon. And before he goes to meet the yellow-eyed demon for the last time, he go, he tells Sam to go get a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And he goes to Dean, tells him he needs to watch out for Sammy, take care of Sammy. Leans over, and now we know, he says, when he leans over, he says, he tells Dean, you're, you have to save Sam, and if you can't, you're going to have to kill him. So now we put together the look of horror on Dean's face. Yeah. yeah. Right? And how this whole season that's been eating at him, mm-hmm. that John has given him this task, this impossible task. Dean's whole point, his, like, his, Dean's whole job is taking care of Sammy. Yeah. That's his, that's his whole life. He can't. He can't do it. Like, there's, like, asking Dean to kill Sam when his entire purpose is taking care and protecting Sam. Like, like that, that j- just, he can't, like, there's no way he could possibly do that. Okay. So that's been weighing on him this, this whole season. The fear that Sam is going to go evil, that, that that's going to be, you know, that he's going to have to take the nuclear option and like what that's going to mean for him if he has to kill Sam. That, that's been weighing on him this whole time. Right. Last episode, it's, it's been implied up until this point, but last episode, it was made pretty clear that, uh, explicitly clear that if something happens to Sam, Dean's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dean does not see a future for himself without Sam. And that, and like and that's that. Yeah. End of last episode when Dean's, you know, like let's go see the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And it's like that's 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 the, you know, I've just been diagnosed with cancer bucket list type mm-hmm. of type of talk. Yeah. That's the terminal type of talk. That's very scary, Dean, please explain. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's been carrying this himself this whole time on top of the grief of losing his father and not knowing what his purpose is and not knowing how, like how to what he's what he's supposed to do if he can't save Sam and he doesn't have anything to fight the demon's gone right yeah. so we've we've seen him at a couple points like just not wanting to deal with it you know not wanting to believe that any of it's a problem it's like well this is why <laughs> right so dean in this confession he's on like the at verge of tears we we see his mask break and he's like panicked like he said i might have to kill you sammy and he's like choked up and sam flips out yeah he gets angrier and angrier as he goes <laughs> so now Sam has heard. So like the the last thing John said to said to Sam was, "Go get me a cup of coffee." Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to fight anymore. Can we not fight today? Go get me a cup of coffee. And now he learns that the last thing he said to Dean was, "You're gonna have to kill your brother." What? <laughs> a lot of big emotions happening here. Mm-hmm. Dean is very upset and scared. I think Sam is scared too, but he's. <laughs> He gets big scared, big he gets angry. Big angry. And 
Like, just... But what else did he say? He must have said something else. Like, there must be something else you're not telling me. And Dean is, like, desperate, upset, and like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell... You you had no right to keep this from me. And Dean, in tears, is like, dad, because it was dad, and he begged me not to. And Sam is furious now, and he yells at Dean and tells him to take some responsibility for himself. You had no right to keep this from me. And now Dean is getting angry. Yeah, he's like, you know, I wish to God he had never opened his mouth, then I wouldn't have to walk around with this thing screaming in my head all day. So they both kind of like, (sighs) Sam frowny face walks away a few steps. And then they both take a second. They're like, well, we just got to figure out what's going on. And Dean's like, I think we should just chill out for a bit. Lay low, wait this out, and just, you know, be cautious. If we can wait it out, that is just, that then I could make sure, and he pauses, and Sam... Like what? That I don't turn evil? That I don't turn into a killer? And Dean's like, I never said that. And Sam is like, geez, like, you're not careful. You will have to waste me one day. And Dean gets mad. He's like, I never said that. And Dean is again getting, like, tearful and desperate and angry tears. It's like, damn it, Sam. The whole thing is spinning out of control. You're immune to some weirdo virus, and I don't even know what the hell is going on anymore. And he's like, you're 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 pissed at me. I get it. And he says, that's fine. I deserve it. Yep. Oof. He's like, well, <laughs> do you? Do you? And he's like, but, like, you know, our best, you know, the best course of action is we got to, you know, lay low and, until we can figure out our next lay move. <laughs> and Sam's like, forget it. And Sam, like, Sam's whole range of emotions here is extremely big angry and then bitchy pissy. Yeah. yeah. And just, like, snappy. Get it. And Dean begs, like, Sam, like, goes to, like, march away from him and he stops, Dean stops him and he begs him, please, just give me some time. Give me some more time to think. I'm begging you. And he, like, choked up on the yeah. please. And Sam, like, clenched jaw just nods, like, fine. Mm-hmm. And like, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's a lot. Oh, my God. There's so much ha- emotion here. There's so much emotion. No, those are strong feelings. Everybody's upset. <laughs> and, like, rightfully so. But, guys, your enemy is not each other. It's your father. Yeah. Your father's the one, the one who started this. Our next scene. It's at, they're at a motel. It's nighttime. And it's we kind of s- wet out. It's wet out. <laughs> yeah. And Sam very is very quietly. Leave, he leaves the motel room and does like a, I'm so casual <laughs> walk. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Over to the parking lot and looks around and does the back of the neck scratch like anybody looking? Anybody looking? He walks past the Impala and then goes to a different car and I'm like that car I've never seen that car before and I'm like well he's breaking into that car yeah he's got he's got you know the long piece of metal you can you know jam down the window he's to look, unlock it he's looking around as he's breaking into the car and he gets in and steals <laughs> steals a car. car he drives past a sign for the Velvet Inn Motel and our next shot is again at night Sam is looking at a piece of paper and he looks at it in a way that he shows the camera yep <laughs> he shows the camera that it says the Blue Rose Motel, five six three seven Monroe Street, and there he's in front of like a decrepit looking house labeled five six three seven, and it's very steamy, smoky, misty. Yes, 
There's a lot of fog. fog, vapor stuff in the air in a way that, like, where is where is that light coming from behind the house? So, yeah. so <laughs> things are that we can see the very streaky light through the fog mist situation. Spooky. <laughs> he crosses to the front and peeks through, like, the boards and the wall. And we don't see what he's looking at. But then when he straightens up, it's, like, subtly frightened and upset. Or he could just be like, whatever. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. Like, okay, oh. like, Oh, oh, damn. Okay. Or it could be like, huh, nothing was there. <laughs> <laughs> like, if we didn't know, you know, right, that something yeah. was in there, he could have been like, ah, he's like, nothing was there. He's doing some kind of investigation. Yeah. Or has been told to meet someone here. We, we assume at this point. But like, okay, so he's so he peeked in the window. Okay, cool. Goes to a different door, and we see him uh, pick the lock with his hand still in a cast. Yeah. How long has it been? Now several weeks. Okay. Yeah, if it was in like maybe episode four or something like that, that's when he like. They, yeah, he had a broken arm already, but they wrote in the reason for him having a broken arm and yes. then carry on, carrying on from that. It's yeah. been like six weeks or something. So he's in, in real time anyway. Yeah. I don't like as far as the character goes, I don't know how we were not sure how, how, yeah, where, where. We are in time exactly. They're saying that, like, Scott and uh, Ava got their powers... Like a year, uh, a year ago. ago. which Around the same... Which, you know, they all got their powers around the same time, which would have been October-ish 2005. Yeah. So it's probably still fall 2006, because we did just pick up from the yeah. from the mid-season break. Like, this whole first half of the season then happens in the fall of 2006, so yeah. they're very, very busy. Yeah. And if that's the case, yeah, he would still have a cast on, probably. But anyway, I like I've never had a cast of any kind. Yeah, I think the minimum is six weeks. I don't know. Or like four For, to six I weeks. I mean, I know different different types of breaks have different yeah. heel times. Yeah, I, I don't... I've, I've never had a cast. I don't know what the range of motion is for your fingers. Yeah. I feel like I've used a wrist brace before, but... Well, but and... Jared's probably not a very good patient. Yeah. I have no idea. So, but as far as like being able to pick a lock with without the use of a couple of your fingers, maybe like yeah. I don't, I don't know. But apparently he's good enough because he just like lock picked. Yep. Yeah, no, they in media. I know, I know. You can get really good at picking locks. I'm on lock picking TikTok. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I do see that occasionally. If it's a you know a really basic lock, should not take that long. It should not be that hard. I don't know how much practice Sam's getting, but it looks like he's going in with realistic tools and yeah. he's got he's got the, the the tension wrench and stuff in there so sure Maybe he's good at it Maybe. he must i mean he's got to be with the yeah. limited range of motion but he do 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 picks the lock he goes in and kind of peeks around a doorway and there's nothing so he straightens up and he goes to stay, take a step and we see a close up on his feet and there's a trip wire. He like leans into it. It is about to break and he realizes what's happening. It snaps and it activates a grenade and blows up. All in slow motion. The mm-hmm. he, His realization like, I am fucked. Oh no. Slow motion explosion. This like got me. I was mm-hmm. like, jeez. It was, and it's graphic. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's blood, spl- there's, there is explosion yeah. blood splatter. And, and we have a shot of his bloody and smoking, smoking boot. boot. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. 
Did you did you think for a moment that we were in a real situation? For a second when we yeah. saw the shoe, I was like, oh, wow, wow, wow. Because he doesn't usually have visions of himself. Right. So we didn't assume yeah. that this was a vision necessarily. Yeah. So I, I was thinking maybe he was just like, if not dead, I wasn't necessarily thinking he was dead. Because he was pretty well, like in, in what in we saw. In the blast radius. <laughs> he, like we saw him explode. Yeah. Like disintegrate, ex- like blood splatter everywhere explode. Yeah. It was it was graphic. I was yeah. thinking maybe he got like his leg blown up and like his because his boot was there. I was thinking maybe like like he got blown out of the way and like his, only his boot was left and like he was out in the forest and like his leg was like <laughs> Yeah, uh this this would have killed him. Yeah. But not to worry. Visit, visit, visit. It was a vision, but not one of Sam's. We're in an you know, interior bedroom at night. A like, young woman wakes up. She's like sweaty. Her hair is a mess. She's like out of breath. And her fiance, we, we learn, is uh, next to her in bed, wakes up and is like, honey, are you okay? And she's like, I just had a nightmare. It's fine. Nothing. Go back to sleep. And he does, you know, for, to his credit, he's like, are you sure? Do you need me to do anything? Are you good? And she says, yes. Like, yeah, I'm fine. And uh, she looks deeply disturbed, mm-hmm. but yeah. tries to go back to sleep. Okay, here's the thing. I don't really, I didn't really like her. Really? Really? Mm. Why not? I loved her. I liked her. Why? She was giving me Disney acting. <laughs> As opposed to CW acting. <laughs> it was just, like, annoying. <laughs> I could see what you mean, I guess. I loved her. She had so much more personality than any woman we've gotten for the mo- Like, other than... Sarah? Sarah was was that Sam's antiquing friend? Yep. Yeah. It's like like so other than like other than her, she she had more personality than most other women on this show. Yeah. So it was a nice change of pace from someone who's just a, like a bland blank slate. Yeah, I get that. But I thought she was kind of annoying. I liked her. So you go to commercial. We come back from commercial. We are at the roadhouse and Sam walks in alive. Hooray for hey. hooray for Sam. He gets the squeaky floorboard treatment from some <laughs> dude sitting at the bar. Yeah. Well, hi there, I'm a cowboy. Bang, 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 bang. Shoot, 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 bullet, bullet gun. Looks at him when he walks in. And looking back from you know, what we know later in the episode, where our you know antagonist later in the episode says mm-hmm. he has his roadhouse connections. Yeah. Someone at the roadhouse noticed Sam come in. Yeah. Like, extremely noticed Sam come in. Mm. He's like, hey, Ellen, you don't seem surprised to see me. And she's like, yeah, Dean's been calling, looking for you, worried, sick. What's going on with you? To. He like deflects it, like, how's Joe? <laughs> and she's like, mm, I see we're doing that. I see okay. we're doing that today. Okay, well, I don't really know. I haven't seen her in weeks. She sends postcards now and again, but after she worked that job with you, all she wanted to do was keep hunting. And Sam's like, yikes. <laughs> You're gonna oh. blame me for this? <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> she's like, I said not under my roof, and then she said, fine. And, so, Sam, and Sam's really like, eee. And he's like, so you're, I'm probably the last person you want to see. And she... And Ellen gets quiet, and she's like, you know, I really wish I could blame you guys, but... And she gets kind of emotional, and she tells him that it's it's not your fault, Sam. None of it is. I want you to know... She's like, she says that she forgave John a long time ago for what happened, but she doesn't think he ever forgave himself. And Sam, and she's, you know, getting like quiet and emotional. And Sam's like, what what happened? And she's like, anywho... <laughs> Why did you come here, sweetie? And Sam says he needs help. 
it transitions into our next little scene at the roadhouse with Ash. Ash is back! Yeah, Ash is back. He's like, so what am I looking for? Sam wants a nationwide search for other psychic kids like him. Not all of them had nursery fires. We know that now, that there was a break in the pattern. But some of them had to. So that's Sam's plan, is to start there, work with the pattern they've got. So that, that would be, you know, kids born same year as Sam, six months later, night of their six-month birthday, parent dies in nursery in a fire. So Sam waiting at the bar, Ash comes out some amount of time later, but we assume quickly. Yeah. And Ash has like a little snippy little line about he's, he's like, and done and done. It's like, that was fast. Yeah, well, apparently it's my job. Make the monkey dance. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Alan's like, tell us what you got, Ash. Like, I don't and, care. <laughs> like, stop. And he's like, okay, uh, yeah, four. Four kids. There are four kids on this list. And we've got Sam, Max, Andrew, and then uh, another name we don't, another name that they don't know, but we do, Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam's like, oh, cool. Do you have an address? And he's like, sort of. The Arbor Hills Cemetery in Lafayette, Indiana. Yeah, he was killed about a month ago, stabbed in a parking lot. Police don't have much, no suspects. So Sam's like, Sam's gonna head out. He leaves his beer on the bar, which Ash finishes. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen stops Sam and tells him that she's got to call Dean. He's, Dean's worried sick. She's got to call him. And Sam's like, I'm just, tr- I'm just trying to find myself, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> I need to find answers about who I am. I can't do that with him. He means well, but I can't I've protect got, me. I've got to do this on my like, own. I'm on a self-finding mission. And Ellen's like, she kind of sighs and nods. Yeah. And... At first, I was like, this is a wild... Like, like, is, like, is she going to let Sam get away with this? Yeah. Out of, like, a little bit, like, revenge for letting them get away with that with Joe? Yeah, but I'm, right. I'm, I'm, like, like, in the back, like, I'm, like, wondering, like, is she, there's there's no way Ellen's gonna let, let Sam get away with this. She's like, yeah, okay. Turns around and calls, <laughs> calls Dean. Dean. But she lets him go. We assume Sam has made it to Indiana because they don't tell us. No, where we are. Sam is interviewing uh, Scott's dad. He's posing as a former high school friend, which... A little manipulative. Okay. Yeah, more manipulative, I'd say, than being, like, FBI or something. Like, yeah. Like, oh, man, I was so close to your son. I'm so sorry for Can your I loss. Can I his bedroom? Yeah. Yeah. Little weird, and the da- the dad's like okay, but this and this is this is interesting. Uh, just another highlighting the difference in stats that Sam and Dean have. When Dean goes off on his own <laughs> to do his own stuff and tries for charisma based things, it goes very poorly. Yeah. See, Scarecrow. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> right. Best example. What was uh, what was the name of the the guy that owned the diner? Scotty. Scotty. Scotty? Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, like hey, Scotty, yeah, Scotty. Scotty, like, light up a room. <laughs> and Scotty's like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I'm gonna call the cops on I'm you. I'm calling the cops. <laughs> like, I, I just, just wanted coffee and a piece of pie. No, <laughs> fuck your, you. Cup your apple pie's freaking <laughs> worth it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but Sam, on his own, doing the charisma, it's the connecting with people. Yeah. yeah. Charisma. Which, you know, can be, you know, uh, an empathetic, like, real connection, or it can be super manipulative. Sam? Sam. Ah, uh, he's a good liar. Mr. Carey says that Scott was a good boy, but he changed a lot since uh, Sam must have known him in high school. And it started about a year ago with these headaches, and he got depressed and paranoid. He had nightmares. Like, am I having my... Is this my... Uh, You're t- 
transition into like being a psychic. Yeah, <laughs> you're just getting all your migraines. Is this, now? My, is this my supernatural? Well, I mean, I've been I've had migraines since I was three. So <laughs> you're still you're still waiting for your supernatural powers. <laughs> I am. You know, like listen, if 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 I were like the, like if I were then told like oh by the way that just means you like <laughs> like you've got supernatural powers. And we're like, okay, well, at least there's that. Yeah. But no, no. it's just the headaches. <laughs> Don't even get that. Yeah. If we lived in the supernatural universe, it mm-hmm. would mean we've got, we've probably got supernatural powers of some kind. We're psychics, or we're secret demon children, yeah. or, <laughs> or something like that. However, because of who we are, I do not think we'd last to the end of the episode. <laughs> I think we'd get killed off pretty quickly. That's true. I guess Scott didn't talk to his dad about any of his nightmares nightmares. He closed up on him. Um, his dad tried to get him help, but nothing took. He would just lock himself in his room for days. So then Sam was like, can I see his room? And it, that was like, like the side eye his dad gives him uh-huh. was very like, fucking why? Yeah. yeah. Um, but he lets what? him do it. Like, why? if that were Dean, it wouldn't have worked. No. No. He would have been like, get out. Get out of my house. Um, excuse me, what the actual fuck are you doing in my house? this it's it's not like like there's no good reason for Sam to be in this kid's room yeah especially since if he was a high school friend like he hasn't seen him since high school if like the, was, the dad says he he's was, like oh he's changed a lot since you knew him in high school if he was that good of a high school friend yeah and the dad the, the dad, dad is like like, like, like I don't remember you at all then but he would have been over to your house yeah, yeah. It was, it's very weird but Sam must roll high enough on on a charisma check mm. so he, he just gets to go into his room and then just starts touching things yeah yep. just looking at things and and plus, can the dad not hear him ru- rummaging around, around, stuff around, touching things? And the dad doesn't like doesn't supervise the visit. Supervise? Yeah. He just says, oh, "Yeah, go right on up." Yeah. Weird. He Weird. Like, stays downstairs. He doesn't like walk him upstairs to his room. He's like, "This is his room." I'm very weird. Sam finds three bottles of medication from Doctor George Waxler, and he pockets one of the bottles of pills. <laughs> I said, "Well, I wrote down, you wouldn't steal a dead kid's prescription medication." <laughs> <laughs> you would download a prescription. <laughs> you would download a car. <laughs> um, he goes into the closet where there's trivial pursuit. Yeah, <laughs> he pushes the clothes aside, and there's a collage of yellow eyes on the wall. Like, like, oh, cut out, nice. like cut out for magazines and stuff. It's like it's like a Truman Show. Yeah. Yep. Yep, Truman Show or Serial Killer. Yep, it's like, oh, oh no. Okay. No, 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 no. Oh no. So Sam's like, okay, so we definitely know the demon was involved with this kid. Cool beans. Or he just really likes yellow eyes. (laughs) That would be such a coincidence. coincidence. Mm -hmm. Um,. And they don't have time for that kind of coincidence in, you know, a 40-minute format. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're in a parking lot at the Blue Rose Motel. Which is front the stationary, so we know that time is catching up. It looks like the same motel that they used when Gordon was there. I feel like all the motels aren't the same. Yeah. <laughs> They're all but just the same a, set. There's a limited number of motel, mo- motel filming locations. Yeah. And they just changed the signs out. Yeah. Possibly. Sam walks, you know, we see him walking through the parking lot, and he's being watched from 
from around the corner. He feels himself being watched and pauses as he's putting his keys in the door, spins around, grabs someone, throws them against the wall, and is like, who are you? And we see it's the young lady from her from her vision, vision time. And she's like, please, you're in danger. <laughs> in the motel room, a fun, fun designed motel room in blue and silver everything. Yeah. Cool swirly walls. I liked it. <laughs> the girl... Uh, is explaining that she's she's j- trying to explain that she's that Sam's gonna die and she's freaking out. It's like, look, I know how all of this sounds, but I'm. She's like, I'm not crazy. I promise. I'm normal. I'm normal, and I'm, I'm not on drugs, and I'm not on drugs. <laughs> and Sam's like leaning up against the, the. Sam's doing a good job of making himself smaller. He's like casual, leaned against mm-hmm. the dresser. His shoulders are down. His arms are crossed. He's not in her space. He's giving yeah. her space. Yeah. Again, he's doing the connecting with the, the victim thing in a you know in, in his you know professional job. He's you know doing a good job making her giving her space and making her feel safer. As opposed to the, the I. I always then re- remember the pilot where Sam and Dean crap both of them stand TV close to this very to this small yes. girl <laughs> and they're like who are you hello hello <laughs> we need to talk to you <laughs> it's like wow Whoa. back up <laughs> so Sam calms her down and he's like okay what's your name <laughs> thank you I was like this thank you Sam I wrote down this in all caps thank this you this is how you introduce a character thank you yep. for introducing your character and she goes so Ava, easy Ava Wilson boom so easy it's done <laughs> and also and also at the very beginning with Scott yeah the, the, the doctor's like okay Scott tell me about so easy Perfect. it's so easy yeah, it's a single line of dialogue yep. and Plus, with the amount of the long, doctor's name yeah written down written on the easy yep. boom 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 and <laughs> with the amount of it's not like they're short on time because with the amount of long pauses in these episodes yeah. you can fit in a single line of dialogue to introduce your characters <laughs> just <laughs> calm down thank so you what's your name Ava Ava, Ava Wilson. Wilson perfect thank he introduces I'm himself Sam. asks about her nightmares she says that about a year ago started having headaches and, and nightmares she really didn't think much of it until she dreamed that a guy was stabbed in a parking lot and then later like a couple days later found this, you know, pulls out the newspaper clipping of Scott, man stabbed in parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) She tells Sam that she had one last night where she saw him die. And Sam is sort of taking it in stride. He's Mm -hmm. like, okay, 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 okay. okay. First question, how did you find me? Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and she's like, oh, well, you had motel stationery. And so she, I, she says, I Googled, I Googled it. it. And I'm like, this is our first oh, instance of Google yeah, coming hey, up. It has, the word Googled Google. has made it into the common vernacular by January 2007. I didn't even think that much about it. Because yes. they weren't using Google up until this point. Yeah. They were just doing general search non-branded engines. search engines. I searched <laughs> search engines. <laughs> and and we're doing that like at the library. Yeah. Right? Uh, and then now, I printed it out. At this point, it's January 2007. <laughs> the word Googled has made it into the common vernacular. Nice. Isn't yeah. that cool? That was very I cool. That. And so I think it was cool that he, I think he acknowledges the fact that like, okay, she's, she's smart. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she pieced together these clues that I would have if I had had this vision. Yeah. It's, she used this, the same method 
method he uses. Yeah. That, you know, we've seen him use a number of times, like, okay, well, I saw a sign on the wall, so that meant this and whatever. Mm-hmm. She, she saw the stationery, Googled it, figured out that it was real, and jumped in her car to come warn him. Yep. And it's like, well, respect for that. Yeah. That's exactly what we would do. Yeah. We have the training, though, to, to handle the yeah. dangerous situation. You just jumped in your car without to, knowing to go, where you were going. To go and... help someone. Yeah. Plus, That's a special kind of person. You're getting married and... Yeah, she just jumped in her car and left her fiancé behind. To what? save a dude. To save some dude she didn't know. I mean, I know it would be a lot to explain to her fiancé. Yeah, but plus, like... Plus, we don't know if her fiancé knows about her. Because she said nightmare, but she didn't say, like, think, vision. Well, well, she didn't know it was visions until just recently. Mm. Yeah. She doesn't. She doesn't think visions are real. Like it's like she. She. But she was compelled to jump in her car and go sa- save this guy that she doesn't know. Instead she of like have... calling the phone number, like the front desk at the motel, and be like, "Hey, does the guy matching this description? Yeah, is is he there? Is this even real?" Mm-hmm. She just jumped in her car and came. If they said yeah then maybe she could have still been like... She could have then used that and been like, husband, or soon-to-be husband, let's get in the car. I need you to help. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah. that's another thing. She jumped in her car, didn't necessarily... We don't know no, if she, she told, told her, her fiancé where she was going. To meet a strange man she'd never met. Because that's dangerous. I mean, no sense of self-preservation. She just no. she just went <laughs> and did it. And I, I think in her panic, maybe realizing what an absolutely lunatic thing, <laughs> thing this was she just did. I yeah. think so, too. Where she's like, oh my god. (laughs) Especially so that Sam is like, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. And she's like, of course, you must think I'm a total nut job. And he's like, no, no, no. I mean, you must be one of us. And it's like, oh, Oh, Sam. Shit. And she's like, so sorry, one of who? You gotta get better at this pitch, bud. It's like, one of the psychics, like me. I'm like, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) I have visions, too. We are connected. Why do they always do this? Every time you've done this, it was a very, like, Max situation where he was like, we are, you and I, we're we're connected somehow. And this is bigger than us. And Max is like, how? Why? He did that with Andrew, too. It freaked Andrew out, too. Like, you gotta get better at this pitch, bud. <laughs> the psychics. It's us. It's us. We're connected. And he's like, okay, and he's well, like did your mom die in a house fire? And she's like, what? You know, my mom lives in Palm Beach. She's like, so you don't fit the pattern either. And she's like, what? what? She gives him that face like, she's excuse like, me. She's like, wow, she's like, so she's like, okay, crazy. I, she's, yeah, she's like, okay, I was worried I was the crazy one. Good to know you're you the crazy You're the crazy one, one here. She's like, she's like, oh, you're crazy. Yeah, you're nuts. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so we leave, we leave this scene on Ava's face, which is just like, what the, ah! what the fuck? We see Dean for the second time this episode. Mm-hmm. Dean is largely not in this episode. He's not. First time that's happened. It's usually Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Dean is on the road at night, and he answers a phone call. Yep. Get While driving. The, get off the phone. Pull over. It's Ellen. And she calls to tell Dean that Sam... She calls to tell Dean that Sam said not to call him. <laughs> yep. And Dean's like, you gotta tell me where he is, yeah. Ellen. And she's like, now, Dean, they say you can't protect your loved ones forever. Well, I say screw that. Yeah. <laughs> what else is family for? Like, yeah. And so Ellen tells I'm him like, where, where Sam is. Like, good for you, Ellen, honestly, because poor Dean. Yeah. yeah. 
He's worried sick about Sam. He's just driving around, like, everywhere, wondering if Sam's even alive at this point. Yeah. Back at the motel, Ava is telling, is explaining to Sam. Or, well, she's, Ava is asking Sam, begging him, to leave town (laughs) before he blows up. (laughs) Sam, of course, refuses because he's on an investigation and he's trying to find himself. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're all part of something. You and me and others out there. I gotta figure out what. And she's like, you know what? Screw you, buddy. This this monologue (laughs) she has... I love this monologue like so this. much. She's like, I'm a secretary from Peoria, and I'm not part of anything. I'm getting married. She shows her ring. She's yeah. like, I'm getting married in eight weeks. I should be writing invitations. But instead, I drove out here to save your ass. She's like, well, if you want to die, fine. Which, she's addressing invitations, which I'm way behind on, by the way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, there's so much personality and backstory in this character that we don't get ever get for the women in this show. And the just the he's like, yeah, we we've gotta like it's like for like the common good or whatever. And I've like we've gotta like, don't you wanna find out about the connections or what and find out about your secret powers? And she's like, no, screw you! <laughs> I'm going home. I'm going home. I've got a wedding to do. I've got, you know, a life. A life. And like normal person things to do. Yeah, normal people problems. I came to let you know that I think you're gonna die. And you took that and said Fine. Screw you. Goodbye. Yep. Like she, she has a like a normal person reaction and a person with a personality reaction. Yeah, I love that. I love this for her. The, the whole monologue is great. So she's like goodbye. So she tries to leave, and Sam has to dangle the. Well, aren't you a little bit curious? Don't mm-hmm. you want to know? Don't you want to know? Don't you want to know what this is all about? This is also giving Doctor Who, like Rose leaving. Oh, you mean when the Doctor, when every time there's a companion, and the, and the companion's like, "This is terribly scary." Mm-hmm. The Doctor's like, "Yeah, well, don't you want to see the secrets of the universe?" Yeah, and the, and the companion's like, "Yes, I do want to leave my perfectly average, boring, normal life to completely ruin it." Thank you. <laughs> so, so Sam's like, "Hey, don't don't you want to know?" Don't you want to find out what all this is about? And she's like, actually, I do. I do want to find out what's going on. Yeah, she was curious enough to come here and tell him this. And clearly adventurous enough and, you know, interested enough in, in like, you know, I mean, she's got, you know, some, I I mean, she's, you know, freaking out about, you know, being crazy, but, like, once that's, that fear is, you know, when when she's calmed down from that, she's clearly, you know, she has an inquisitive mind and Mm -hmm. is, like, interested in this and is adventurous and wants to help people, had that, you know, genuine urge to help people, right? Yeah. So the next scene, we're in Dr. Waxler's office, and Ava (laughs) is sitting in therapy with him. He's like, so, Miss Wilson, you're new in town. I'm new in town. (laughs) And I was like, oh, She's new in town. (laughs) And she's like, that's right. Very nervous. Very obviously nervous. He's like, what made you decide to seek out therapy? And she's like, I have no idea. (laughs) I don't know. She's like, um... I have a lot of anxiety right now. Right now. She's like, I'm feeling super anxious. Like, right now. (laughs) And then she sees Sam walk by the window, on the windowsill ledge. I love this trope so Mm -hmm. much. She, the window is behind Dr. Wexler, so he's, his back is to the window. Yeah. And she can see over his shoulder Sam scaling the side of the building past the window. And when she sees Sam, she goes, holy crap. (laughs) And and the doctor turns around and we hear, like, a flock of pigeons, you know, or crows, like, uh... 
and dispersing. And, and, and of course, Sam has gone past the window. Said so what? And like, she's like, I just remembered. When I was a kid, I had like eight things of Pop Rocks and drank a whole can of Coke. You don't think that counts as a suicide attempt, do you? (laughs) Damn, girl. I hope that was true, but like, I I wonder where she got that from if it wasn't. Well, I mean, there was a whole thing about Pop Rocks being like poison or something. Right. That that was a whole thing. And like, Pop Rocks got like outlawed in some places, I think. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's funny. (laughs) He does not look impressed. No. He's like, like, really? Really? (laughs) That's what you're bringing up right now (laughs) in therapy? I love that. I love that for her. Then that's her undercover. This is her, you know, her first undercover mm-hmm. mission. Is she? <laughs> One time I had yeah. like eight things of pop rocks and drank a can of coke. You don't think I can do this? It's not time to And and it's it the the trope of seeing someone in the window yeah. and behind. It, I love it so much. Holy crap! What? <laughs> nothing. Uh, nothing. No, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I just <laughs> remember this thing that happened. Hand hand was. Holy crap about that. That's what that was. <laughs> Not someone climbing past the window. <laughs> so the next scene, they're back at the motel, and it's unclear how scaling the side of the building helped help situation. <laughs> helped Sam steal psych files. Psych- the psych files for Scott. Because but I like I loved that scene. I'm it's unclear how that actually helped. I don't know what he did. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure what he was doing because he they would have just... been stored in the office. So Right. So like is they're there not, like a back not... office that he was getting into climbing that the while she of... was distracting him? He climbed and in the he window climbed in of the window another room in the other room and then took it and then there's, climbed back out. There seemed but... like there'd be an easier way to do that. Didn't also just like there's no explanation at, after this like, no. that scene about did he this. Just glitch outside of the <laughs> glitched into the room and yeah. then... <laughs> but Sam, Sam and Ava come back. Sam checks in with her, so he asks if she's okay. And she's like, I just helped you steal some dead guy's confidential psych files. I'm awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, I love this kid. She's, I love her. Yeah. They're listening to Scott's recording, and Dean rolls up in the Impala to the Blue Rose Motel and spots Sam, and, like, in through the back window. Like and the end of, of like the sliding, of the sliding glass door. door. It's like, oh, thank God you're okay. How did Sam not hear the Impala coming? I know, right? It's so loud. He would know the noise. He would know, like, for anyone who's not been around an Impala before, you can feel that thing coming through the ground <laughs> before you f- feel the rumble in your chest. It's so loud. Yeah. And Sam grew up in that car. He knows that car's sound. He would have known. How would he not have heard Dean coming? I guess he's so intent listening to the recording. He wouldn't yeah, have been able to hear the recording. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. He, so he sees Sam and he's like, okay, thank God. And then Sam moves and Dean can see Ava. And Dean makes the assumption that Sam is here meeting a lady friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he gets horny about it. Yeah. Oh, you're better than okay. Sam, you sly dog. Big eye roll for uh, me. Yep. <laughs> horny Dean alert. On the recording, the doctor is like, what else does the yellow-eyed man say? And this is where Scott explains that he has plans for me. He says that there's a war coming and that people like me are going to be the soldiers 
everything's about to change. Ava is distressed. Yes. She's like, what does that mean? How, are we going to turn into people like that? What soldiers? Like, what's going on? Sam is concerned face. And he, he's also processing. And he's unsure, like, unsure how to comfort or reassure her. And he kind of walks around the table thinking that he's about to say something and a shot rings out and a bullet hits the wall. And the glass shatters from the bullet. And Sam drags Ava to the ground. They take cover behind the table. There's another bullet, more glass shattering. And we see Gordon on a rooftop with a rifle taking shots. He takes a second to line up a shot at Sam. Sam starts to poke his head out from behind the table. He's about to shoot Sam in the head. Dean comes in with sh- he just shoot Dean. <laughs> Gordon! <laughs> it was a big hey I- moment. <laughs> Gordon! <laughs> Kicks him in the face. He gets on him and punches him like four times. Yeah, and- to my brother! I'll kill, I'll kill you. you! And he just starts punching Punches punch him like punch three punch more punch times. <laughs> Gordon uses the rifle to shove Dean off okay. of him. But the way that Gordon's like, do it! Do it! Do it! Like, he was trying to say something. Yeah, I think Gordon, like, if, if he'd gotten Dean to stop, I think Gordon was going to try to... Dean is not Gordon's... Gordon does not see Dean as his enemy, exactly. Mm-hmm. He, and he's like, you're a reasonable person, you will you should understand. Yeah. If I explain to you. If I explain to you, you will understand. understand. <laughs> but he's like, okay, well, obviously he's not going to be able to get Dean to stop punching him, so he gets him off him and knocks Dean out with the butt of his rifle. I would just like to say, I was correct. You were. You were you, correct. You were, you were correct. You guessed it, that Gordon was coming back. Congratulations. It's <laughs> did you know? I didn't remember this episode, no. <laughs> I knew Gordon was coming back at some point, but I didn't remember this episode. And, you know, Stan, Gordon stands there dripping blood from his face. Oh, God, commercial. We pick back up. Sam and Ava are investigating Gordon's sniper nest situation on the rooftop. Ava's like, shouldn't we call the police? And Sam is like, trust me, they wouldn't do much good for us. Sam finds, like, a bullet casing. And he's like, these are .223 caliber subsonic rounds. Must have put a suppressor on the rifle. And Ava's like, dude, who are you? <laughs> who are you? And Sam's like, uh, I watch a lot of television. Yep. <laughs> he makes a reference to a specific TV show, TJ Hooker. Yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't know. It's a cop show. Okay. I think William Shatner's in it. Oh, great. Yeah. great. It's, but, it's, but it's not a current reference. It's from like the 80s. Oh, wow. It's not. He could have picked any other show. Any other show. Like, a, a more culturally relevant anything. But yeah, like, no. uh, what's another cop show? Any other any cop show. Any of the, like, CSIs or, yeah. or Law and Order or, or anything. I was CIS. trying to think. It's, it's not a, a modern cultural reference. Certainly not one that anyone watching, like, in their target demographic would get. Yeah. Um, Weird. But... One that they would have grown up possibly watching on Motel TV in the 80s. Right. So when, after, you know, seeing this, this round, Sam decides, like, okay, we, we do need help. This is a serious situation. So he calls Dean. And Dean picks up. We see the phone next to Dean's face. Yeah. And he's like, Sam, I've been looking for you. And Sam says, yeah, I'm in Lafayette, Indiana. And Dean's like, I know. Talked with Ellen. Just got here myself. It's a real funky town. You ditched me, Sammy. Uh, and we see that he is tied up to a, to a chair and Gordon is holding the phone to his ear. And 
Sam's like, uh, yeah, uh, someone's after me. And he's like, what? Who? What's up, Meg Gordon? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's what I need to find out. Where are you? And Dean says that he's staying at 5637 Monroe Street. Meet me here. And Sam's like, yeah, sure. And hangs up. And then he turns to Ava and says, my brother's in trouble. He gave me a code word and someone's got a gun on him. Funky town. Funky town. <laughs> and Ava's like, you have a code, code word? Who are you? And Sam, like, when she's she's like, when, when, she, when she's like, you have a, what do you mean you have a code word for when someone's got a gun on you? No one does that. Yeah. No normal brothers His explanation. His explanation is like, it's like, as if her problem with it was his idea for the code word itself. Right. It was like, like oh, funky oh. town is a little weird, isn't it? Um, It's a long story. It's it. Dean came up with it. No, that, that's, no that's, that's not, not wrong. Oh, that's not what she's upset about. Funky Town is a fine code word. Yeah. It's a fine code word. That's not the problem. It's the fact that you have a code word for someone's got a gun on you. Yeah. Okay. They have a bunch of code words. Yeah. I mean, they're, they have a brother language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That at least part of it, I'm sure, was trained into them from John. Yeah. Mm. And that just sort of, you know, militaristic paranoia back at Gordon's hideout. Dean is <laughs> talking and taunting Gordon. Calls him Gordy. <laughs> I like that nickname. It's funny. Gordy! No, me and Sammy are exactly your favorite people, but don't you think this is a little extreme? Gordon tells Dean, if Gordon is absolutely calm and cool. Mm-hmm. Gordon tells Dean that this isn't about revenge, although he's thought about it. This is this is this is not a revenge trip. This is a job, and he's he's being this is you know a matter of this is uh, professional. Yeah, he says it's not personal. I'm not a killer, Dean. I'm a hunter, and Sam is fair game. Gordon is you know finishing is readying his gun and we see Dean his face drains when Gordon says Sam is fair game because mm-hmm. it's like oh no he knows mm-hmm. yeah. oh no he's in trouble Sam and Ava are talking and arguing about who gets to go on the hunt Sam. she wants to stay he wants her to leave because he wants her out of harm's way and she's like you're walking right into my vision this is how you die and he's like it doesn't matter it's my brother I gotta help or like I gotta go get him and she's like maybe I can help and he's like how would you do that like yeah. what would you do to help me she's, she's like, like you You've done all you can. Just go back to your fiance. Go home, Ava. You'll be safe there. And she's like, "Are you sure?" And he, Sam does the he does it an eye roll. roll. Like, yes, I. It, she and her, you're sure is whiny. Yeah, you're it's, sure. You sure? I want to come too. And like, <laughs> Sam, I roll. Yes, I'm sure. Go home, Ava. You'll be safe. And she's like, okay, just call me when you find your brother, when you save him. Call me so I know you're okay. And he's like, okay, I promise. And she heads out. At Gordon's hideout, Gordon is sitting across from Dean. He's got his rifle. And he and Gordon explains that he was doing an exorcism. Teenage girl. It seemed routine. It was a some low-level demon, and in the the course of the exorcism, it muttered something about a coming war. He says you didn't think it meant to; it just slipped out. But it was, he's like, but it was too late. It piqued my interest. And you can really make a demon talk. You got the right tools. Oof. It's like, oh, and last time we saw Gordon, he was torturing a young vampire lady. Yeah, great. And Dean's like, oh yeah, what happened to the girl it was possessing? And Gordon's like, well, she didn't make it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this, you know, reestablishes where Gordon's priorities lie. Yeah. Killing the supernatural is more important than saving the human. Mm-hmm. So in a situation where there's possession, 
killing the demon or expelling the demon is more important than saving the person it's possessing. That's that's where his lines are. You know, torturing the physical form to get more information out of the demon is fine because it's all in the service of destroying the supernatural. As opposed to Dean, who has some similar standings on, you know, death to supernatural things, but Dean's core is saving people. So, like, you know, thinking about this in terms of, like, alignment chart, right? Mm -hmm. Dean, at his core, is about saving people, right? So he's good aligned. He has a very strong moral compass and, you know, rules by which he lives, but I'm not sure if he's, I'm not sure if he's full lawful good. Probably neutral good. Right. Because he has some chaotic tendencies. (laughs) Gordon, at his core, is destroy the supernatural by any means necessary. So that would either be lawful, neutral, lawful, or evil. With the torture he does, probably, probably veers into lawful evil because the torture is not necessary yeah he just does that for fun he does that because they're supernatural they deserve it yeah he can get useful information out of it but he's got a code right it's not he's he's not he's not you know chaotic willy-nilly killing things he's he's got a code he does not see dean as his enemy right the winchester boys up until this point were you know competing hunters and certainly you know did not or are not his friends especially after the you know the, the way they left things last time but he was was never going to kill them yeah. Because they're human and they're hunters. They're on his, like, they're, you know, comrades. Even if they're not friends, they're on the same side. Sam having magic powers flips the switch black and white. Sam is no longer human. And he, he like he's like he says, fair game. So lawful, you know, think about this, like lawful evil. Mm-hmm. And so when, when Gordon tells Dean, he's like, oh yeah, well, she didn't make it. Dean's like, like, yeah, well, you're, you're a son of a bitch. Gordon very casually, calmly, coldly walks up and just hits him across the face. It says, that's my mama you're talking about. Anyway, this demon tells me they have soldiers for this coming war. Humans fighting on hell's side. Can you believe it? I mean, they're psychic, so they're not exactly pure human. So he brings in a purity thing. Mm. It's like, but still, what kind of worthless scumbag you gotta be to turn against your own race? But you know the biggest kick in the ass? This demon said, I knew one of them. Our very own Sammy Winchester. And now Dean sort of reels in, you know, whatever emotion he's he's got going on, puts up his humor mask and starts to laugh. He's like, well, this is a whole new level of moronic even for you. And Gordon smiles and he's like, yeah, come on, Dean. I know about Sam's visions. I know everything. Dean's like, really? Because a demon told you? Yeah, it wasn't lying. And Gordon's like, hey, Dean, I'm not some reckless Yahoo, okay? I did my homework. I made damn sure it was true. And then this is where he says, look, you got your roadhouse connections? I got mine. It's how I knew how, it's, it's how I found Sammy in the first place. And Dean looks like he's going to be sick Mm -hmm. because he thought the roadhouse was a safe place. And this is this is where I was like, ah, that's why Sam got the squeaky floorboard treatment when he walked in. That's what that was. Cool. And Gordon then goes on to explain about a month ago. He says he, he found one. He found another one of those freaks here in town. This guy could deep fry a person just by touching them. And Dean's like, did he kill anyone? And Gordon's like, besides Mr. Tinkles the cat, no. (laughs) But he was working up to it. Yeah. They're all going to be killers, Dean. We've got to take them out. And that means Sam too. Sammy. He calls him Sammy. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, cocks his gun for emphasis. And Dean, trying to call up his bravado again, you think Sam's stupid enough to walk through that front door? And Gordon's like, no, I don't. Especially since I'm sure you found a way to warn him. It's like, you really think I'm that stupid? And Dean gives this, like, like double eyebrow leer thing. He's like, well, <laughs> well yes, I do. Well, well yeah. <laughs> and Gordon's like, no, Sammy's going to scope the place first. See me covering the front door, so he's going to take the back. And when he does, he'll hit the tripwire, and he holds up a grenade. And then, boom. 
boom. And Dean's like, Sam's not gonna fall for a tripwire. And Gordon's like, mm, maybe you're right. That's why that's why I'll have a second one. And I was like, damn. And Dean's lose is losing his mask again. He's he's got some emotions going on. And Gordon's like, hey, look, I'm sorry. I wish I didn't have to do this. But for what it's worth, it'll be quick. Like his and, vegan stuff again. Yeah. yeah. And Gordon's means it. Yeah. He's like... He thinks yet he is right. And he's like, like a, you'll, and you'll understand someday. Yeah. Like, like and You'll like understand it, when you're older, son. You'll understand. And listen, like, he's like, I get it. He's your brother. But what you don't understand is that he's not human. Yeah. If you just take a minute to think about it, you'll see why I have to kill him. No hard feelings. Like, he mm-hmm. he, he mm-hmm. means it. He really means it. And he's like, and, you know, because, because I know that this is hard for you, I'm going to make sure it's quick. <laughs> That's not the problem here, bud. No. The problem <laughs> is that you're literally killing You're just him? killing people! And so Gordon walks out to go set up the tripwire and the camera comes around. D- so Dean is backlit so we just see him in silhouette. Very cool shot. I liked it very much mm-hmm. because even with just the silhouette we can see Dean is losing it. <laughs> like as soon as, as soon as Gordon walks away his mask cracks and Dean is panicking. Mm-hmm. And we can see... We can see Jensen's eyelashes. <laughs> so even just in silhouette, we get a lot of emotion. It's He's obviously in pain. So Gordon is setting up tripwires, and he goes back to Dean and sits backwards in a chair like a cool guy. And he's like, come on, man. And Dean, Dean is like, I know Sam better than anyone. He's got more of a conscience than I do. The guy feels guilty, like surfing for porn on the internet. And Gordon is like, maybe you're right, but one day he's going to be a monster. <laughs> and the, yeah, it's like, how? Like, it's me, buddy Will. You don't know that. Yeah, Dean, D- Dean's mask slips and he lets out, it, like he gets angry for a second. And Gordon pauses and he's like, I'm surprised at you, Dean, getting all emotional. I had heard you were more of a professional than this. And then he pulls out the baby Hitler thought experiment. Yep. If you had the chance to change history and kill Hitler before he before he became the Hitler we know, obviously, he's, Gordon's like, obviously, you would kill him before he became a monster. And it's, it's like, the, it's like the, Sam is not, Sam's not Hitler. <laughs> First of all, are not you the saying, same comparison. Not, he's not like, the same. Is, he goes, same thing. I'm like, are you saying Sam is going to kill thousands of Jewish people? Millions. Millions. Millions of Jewish people? That's like, there's not the same thing at all. Gordon's like, he's like, you, the, he's like, it's the same thing. You just can't see it yet. He says, Dean, it's his destiny. He's like, look, I'm sympathetic. He's your brother. You love the guy. This has got to hurt. I feel for you. <laughs> but here's the thing. And he's like, and it would have wrecked him. But your dad, if it really came came right down to it, he would have had the stones to do the right thing here. And he gags Dean. See? So you're telling me you're not the man he is? I don't know if John would have to kill Sam. I don't know. Because he's got such a big soft spot for Sam. I feel like if Dean was the one who had special powers, he, like, wouldn't have to think about he it. Want- He'd be like, well, if you're turning into a monster, you're a monster and you're not my son. Because he wants Dean to kill Sam. That's, he put that yes. burden on Dean. Yeah, so he, he wouldn't have to deal with it. He wouldn't have to deal with it. He put in the caveat that Dean, like, he, Dean has to save Sam. Yeah. That's his first priority, is saving Sam. But I Gordon may have a point yeah. that John, if push came to shove, might have made the decision to, to kill Sam. But he doesn't have to make that decision, because he put that on Dean and then died. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, so peace. Yeah. He, he gave Dean that order, which, A-plus parenting from John Winchester. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Dean, Dean just glares at, at Gordon. Yeah, because he can't say anything. <laughs> because he's not gagged. Oh, yeah. So next we see the scene from Ava's vision playing out. Sam holding 
the station area, approaching the building, peering through the boarded up windows where he sees... Yeah, now we see... He sees Dean tied up and Gordon standing with a gun guarding him in the front door. So Sam goes around to the back door. He tries it. It's locked. Not, not particularly stealthily. He just... No, he just kind of wanders back there. Well, he takes off at a light saga. dog. Yeah. I love the saga of Sam just kind of walking around without any... Yeah, Sam to the rescue as he wanders in. Yep. <laughs> Or at a light jog. Yeah. At a light jog. Not particularly concerned. Without any urgency. Dean to the rescue is, hey! (laughs) Gordon! He picks the lock again, we see. And then, but inside, Dean and Gordon can hear Sam at the back door, and Dean is starting to panic. Yep. Gordon's like, you hear him. The lock clicks, and the door opens, and Sam goes in, and Gordon's like, here he comes. And we see an explosion. And Dean yells. Oh my god. Yeah, he like grunts, screams in anger. And Gordon's like, hold on. Not yet. Wait and see. And there's a long pause before a second explosion goes off. And Dean is in full panic. He does not look okay. He is gasping and sobbing and, you know, tears on his face. He's looking at to throw up. Dean has lost it. And Gordon's like, I'm sorry, Dean. And he means it. He's like, I'm sorry I had to do this. I'm sorry that I had to do it, but I had to. He's like, you'll forgive me someday. Like, it's, yeah. it's like... He's like, mm, I don't think I will. And so Gordon goes to check out the explosion room. Dean's like rocking in his chair, struggling against the ropes. It's very smoky in there. We see Sam's shoe smoldering on the floor. And he smiles. Yeah. He's like, haha, got him. And he's, he continues to clear the room, and we hear a gun click, and Sam comes into view. He's got a gun on Gordon. And he tells Gordon to drop his gun. He's like, you shouldn't be walking around barefoot in here, you know? Shouldn't take your shoes off. Not these nails. Tetanus. I would just like to point out, (laughs) that's not how you get tetanus. (laughs) You don't get tetanus from rusty metal. Tetanus is caused by bacteria. Yep. It drives me crazy. <laughs> so I had to do a whole report on tetanus. <laughs> so Sam is like telling Gordon to put his gun down and he yells that and Dean looks behind him like, Sam? Like, 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 you know, from so his you know, tear streaked face as he's struggling with his ropes, he hears Sam shout and Dean with the roller coaster of emotions. Mm-hmm. He, he, there is hope and fear because now Sam is alone in a room with Gordon. Gordon puts a gun down and stands back up and Sam has a gun trained on him and Gordon's like, you wouldn't shoot me, would you, Sammy? Because your brother thinks you're a saint. And Sam's like, I wouldn't be so sure. Gordon's like, see, that's what I said. I'm like, at this point, I don't even care what you think, Gordon. <laughs> Gordon whips around, grabs Sam's gun arm, and a brawl begins. There's a lot of punching. Sam goes through a wall. Dean is struggling with his bonds. Gordon gets Sam on the floor, kneeling over him, takes out his knife, and he tells Sam, you're no better than the filthy things you hunt. Sam, some more struggling, is able to flip Gordon off him. Him, gets his gun. Punch, punch. And Gordon starts to goad him. He says, do it. Do it. Show your brother. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> You're the, the killer you really are, Sammy. Sam hits him in the head with the gun. Mm-hmm. It. It's Sam. It's like the only person who gets to call Sam Sammy is Dean. Mm-hmm. He staggers into, De- into the room where Dean is, gets Dean untied. Dean, like, stands Sam up as soon as he's out and, like, checks him over. Like, oh my god, I thought you were dead. Now you're here. You're a you're full here. person. And he's holding him, See, and he's like, "You're ha ha ha." I was okay. so mad at this because I wanted them to have like a, a like hug, a, a big yeah, a big hug, a big embrace. It's not them though. Dean, it's, 
No, yeah, they, have, big... they have had a hug before. They have had, when they've been reunited before, they have had, like, a big brotherly hug. He, he Dean is doing the, you know, parent older sibling, checking checking Sam over, making sure he's okay. He's, like, gets but... him up and he's like, you're okay, you're okay, you're here, you're here. And then Dean, like, then Dean goes to storm off after Gordon. It's just, look, Dean looks like he needs a hug. <laughs> he does. Yeah. And so as, as, you know, Dean goes to storm off to go get Gordon, Sam stops him. Dean's like, I left him alive once, I'm not gonna make the same mistake. Again. Yeah. Dean Dean was, Dean was gonna go kill Gordon. Dean, yeah. kill Gordon, please. And Sam's like, trust me, Gordon's taken care of. Last and, words. And, and mm-hmm. Dean, I think in that moment, Dean thinks, did Sam kill Gordon? Yeah. <laughs> it's taken care of. Don't worry about it. Oh, did you take did you take care, care of, him? of him? So the boys stagger out of the house and start, you know, down the sidewalk, and Gordon comes out of the house mm-hmm. behind them with two guns and just starts open fire. And then I, I love it. blasting. <laughs> I just <laughs> Started blasting. <laughs> they walk out the front and, and they're like, la di da di da yeah. And then bam, Gordon walks out with two guns. So the boys take off running and Dean's like, did you call that taken care of? They jump down behind a convenient dip in the land, like a little shelf like kind a, of a, cliff. Like a ditch. A ditch. <laughs> um, And Gordon's just opened fire. How many bullets do, the, do these guns have? Yeah. He's like, uh, unlimited ammo. And uh, Dean's like, what the hell are we doing? And, and Sam's, Sam's like, like trust, trust me on this. And we hear tires screech. And two cop cars roll up. Drop so, don't weapons. worry. I called the cops on a black man. <laughs> I know that's exactly what I was thinking. He's like, don't worry. The worst thing, <laughs> the worst torture you could do is police brutality. So yeah, cop cars come flying up, sirens, lights. Drop your weapon. Gordon pauses in like the middle of this little intersection, and he's like, shit. Re- like realizes he's like. They got me again. He looks where they are. Yeah. He, like, like, won't stop looking where they are as he gets cuffed and taken to the car. But they first inspect his car and find his arsenal. I'm like, but this whole time, I'm literally thinking, they just called the cops on a black man. They did. With guns in his car. And he's in the intersection open firing. Yeah. That guy is... Today? So, okay. So this was... This aired in 2007. Yeah. Fast forward 10 years years, 2017. Yeah. This would be a very different episode. And, you know, in today, in, you know, 2017 to today's, you know, climate where we're having more and more conversations about police brutality uh, and, you know, the over-policing of black men, especially. Like, this, ha- if this situation happened in real life, Gordon would not have made it out alive. No. no. Especially with that many cops there? Like, they would not have taken him in quietly. No. no. Because he was firing he, guns. He, he, he had a, he, for <laughs> real had a gun and was, yeah. and was just shooting. If, if this had happened in real life, there was no way Gordon was going to survive this in, this encounter. But this is 2007, where the public at large still has, you know, the illusion of police brutality is not something in the public consciousness. Mm-hmm. Right? They still called the cops on a black man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Which Sam, who was pre-law, mm-hmm. is already familiar with the legal system. Yeah. Knew what that was. But it's like, what else were they supposed to do? I know. As far as characters and like the, the plot and stuff goes, that was a good trap. Yeah. yeah. That was a well that was a well-planned trap cuz Gordon's there with his arsenal. Uh traveling with that many unregistered weapons across state lines mm-hmm. alone. And then and then as I go on to talk about if they're able to pin the murder Scott's murder on him, that's mm-hmm. more time in jail. 
jail. Mm-hmm. So weaponizing, but but Sam, being familiar with the legal system, weaponizing the legal system against the legal and carceral system against Gordon. Whoa, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, you know, as they're watching Gordon get taken away and Gordon is just staring <laughs> at where they're hiding. They have like a little chuckle like Sam's like, Haha, it was an anonymous tip. And Dean's like, well, here, a fine upstanding citizen, Sam. Mm-hmm. And they both have like a little chuckle as, mm-hmm. as they take Gordon gets taken away. Got a commercial. Yeah, just reminded me of um, their like racism episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where they, where he was like, where, well, why can't we call the cops? Yeah, where multiple times that episode. They explain they racism have, to Dean. Dean <laughs> yeah, Dean has to have racism explained to him. <laughs> He's like, you're an upstanding well, citizen, Sam. It's like, well, sometimes <laughs> cops can, can be, be racist. racist. <laughs> And sometimes that means they get away with murder. And and yeah, being okay with calling the cops in this sort of situation, Dean is usually so ACAB. Yeah. yeah. And now he's like, you're an upstanding this is, citizen, This is an Sam. extremely white privileged thing yeah. they're doing. Because they are not friends of the cops. No. And if they'd like, been co- if, if they'd still, if the cops had spotted them, right, they'd be they are wanted, Dean's a wanted serial killer. <laughs> yeah. And like, I get it why they're like kind of smiling because like they just got away with uh, like Gordon. <laughs> they, just... they trapped him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That should get him off our trail for a little bit. But like, I don't know. They're just like, <laughs> yeah. They're on the phone, the roadhouse with Ellen. And Ellen's like, Gordon Walker was hunting Sam. Dean is pissed. Yeah. Dean's like, somebody over there can't keep their freaking mouth shut. Uh, and Ellen's like, you honestly don't think that it was like me or Ash or Joe. No way. And Dean's like, well, who else knows about Sam? You must have been talking to somebody. And she's like, look, like, I can't control these people. This, this is, this is not a you only clubhouse. Yeah. This is a hunter boss. Are. Lots of hunters come through here, and they're all smart and capable people. Any one of them. She, she says she can name 12 right now, and the camera pans around the bar at all these people, like, checking their guns on the table yep. and, you know, rough-looking types all over the bar. She's like, I could name 12 right now capable of putting this together. Yeah, she's like, I can't control these people or what they believe. Even though, and yeah, Dean was like, Gordon said he had roadhouse connections. Yeah, she's like, this is a roadhouse full of other hunters. Yeah. So the the roadhouse is not as safe a place as they were hoping. So the boys are on the road and we see Sam leaving another message for Ava. She's not picking up. And Dean... <sighs> Dean makes a very 2007 joke. He, it is a very 2007 joke. Saying that Gordon shouldn't be a problem for them for a while because he'll be in prison. Yeah. But it is a homophobic, very 2007 joke. What did you say? I didn't write it down. Gordon should be reaching for the soap for the next few years at least. It's a, it's a homophobic joke about prison. Yeah, it's a yeah. very, but it's but it's a very 2007 joke. Yeah, why? Because they would make jokes like that back then. Because that was because it was like, in the the era and style of like shock and offensive humor for like shock value. Yeah, and also like it's you know at the tail end of people saying everything everything bad like gay, the word everything the was gay. word gay meant meant bad bad. I don't know. I was never sure how to use it in context because yeah. it's like that doesn't doesn't make sense. Yep. <laughs> I, that was not... Wow, a, that's so gay. I'm like, like, that makes no sense, I though. don't understand what... Because it's such... You use that word for everything. Yep. I don't understand... I mean, I still... I use it ironically. Well, now. we're 15 years removed. Yeah, it's yeah. become it's something else. It's different now. It was... It was a slur. Yeah. And it was... Just like, like queer. It, it, yeah. It's like... But it was like, oh man, that... You know, the toaster burned the toast that's so gay. Hey. It's like... What? What? <laughs> 
I never understood it. Oh, man. I do remember the, like, public service announcement campaign. What's your name? Well, like, that the the school system in general Mm -hmm. would, would, like, make a point to say at, like, assemblies, like, and we don't say things are gay. There are other words you can use. Yep. Uh, And and I, but, like, and they'd say that, and I'd be like, yeah, there are. But why why are we saying that? This makes no sense. And why do you say it like that? Yep, there are other words we can use. Like, it's like, if you don't like something, you can say, that's stupid. And I'm like, <laughs> but, okay, sir, so I'm like, <laughs> or you can say, or you can just say you don't like it. Like, it's, it's, it's like, one of those dumb yeah. school assembly things. Mm-hmm. I remember for a while they were doing that. If you don't like a gay person. Just say they're dumb. Just, say, <laughs> just, just, tell, them <laughs> just, just tell them to their face. Hey, I don't don't, like you. You don't like them. Hey, I don't like stupid. you and your lifestyle. You, you, you just say that. that. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> queer. Yeah, and like, I never understood it. <laughs> anyway, same era, same vein, and yeah, the shock humor thing. Yeah. So Dean is like, dude, you ever take off on me like that again? Sam's like, what? You'll kill me? And he's like, that is so not funny. Like, like, like we've just gone through, like, a, you almost like, died. It's like, I thought for sure that you were exploded blown up. <laughs> you were exploded not just dead that you were blown up to bits not, and pieces not funny and Sam's so like okay fine so where are we going and Dean's like one word Amsterdam What's and he's like come on man it's like I hear the coffee shops don't even serve coffee another very kind of like 2007 joke to be making what's in weed just all weed all oh. the time nice yeah it was just another very 2000 2007 joke like let's go to Amsterdam and get weed <laughs> yeah Sam's like I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna just ditch the job and Dean says screw the job screw it man I'm sick of the job we don't get paid we don't get thanked the only thing we get is bad luck and Sam's like come on you're a hunter it's what you were meant to do Dean's like I don't believe in that destiny crap he says I wasn't meant to do anything yeah is what he's saying and Sam's like well you mean you don't believe in my destiny and Dean's like well hmm, whatever um, your destiny is what what you believe in yourself to be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Sam is like, look, I tried running before. I ran all the way to California and look what happened. You can't run from this and you can't protect me. And Dean gives him a look that, and then says like, I can try. Like, I will protect you yeah. as far as I can. And you are not stopping me from protecting you. And Sam's like, well, okay, thanks. But look, I'm going to keep hunting. And whatever's coming, I'm going to take it head on. So if you really want to watch my back, then I guess you're going to have to stick around. And we get a bitch jerk. Yep. Dean like, calls him a bitch. And Sam calls him a jerk. jerk. And then he tries to call Ava again. And Dean's, Dean's like, are you sweet on that Ava girl or something? And he, Sam's like, she's engaged. Dean. And he's like, so? <laughs> he goes, what's the point in saving the world if you can't get a little nookie once in a while? It's like, Dean! 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 Horny Dean alert. Sam hangs up and has this look on his face, and Dean's like, what? And he's like, just just a feeling. How far is it to Peoria? He's getting his vibes. He's getting some vibes, vibes now. And now Dean, who knows what Sam's vibes mean, is alarmed. Yeah. Dean's getting vibes from Sam's vibes. <laughs> everyone's vibing. <laughs> 
So we're at, we assume, Ava's, Ava's house. house. We see Ava's car parked there, so... Assuming. So the boys break in yep. <laughs> with flashlights and they call out... Yeah, at least they're calling out, like, hello, yeah. anybody home? Before we, like, yeah. just intrude into your home. And they just start, you know, walking around with flashlights. They find the bedroom and they find Ava's fiancé in the bed, dead, blood everywhere. His throat slit. And they, you know, go to investigate the room. Dean finds the window open and sulfur on the windowsill. He puts I'm his like, finger in it. Stop touching things. He goes, hey, sulfur. At least he didn't Pulls lick his it. his hand up. He didn't lick it. Yeah. <laughs> Demon's <laughs> been here. And he just fully touches it. Yep. Gets it all up in his hand. And, and, place, and his fingerprints. Yep. Super visible. Another place where he's going to be in a crime scene. Sam, scanning the room, spots Ava's engagement ring on the floor. He's like, Ava. <laughs> you can see the drawing. <laughs> Ava. He was making a Chad face. Chad. Ava. 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 <laughs> and then it goes to credits, end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So, what do we think of the episode? It was good. Yeah, I, I liked it. seeing Gordon again. Mm-hmm. That was very fun. Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown. Doing a good job as always. Doing a fantastic job as a recurring I villain. I like him as a villain. Especially because he's just, he's so, and in the first episode that we saw him, he remarks on it, but he is so chill. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. all the time. And yeah. he, he's like, I'm completely chill. He's like, like yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing is bothering me about this. It's like, like, um, it's like, mm, that's, that's part of the, the problem. That's part of the problem, bud. Is <laughs> you, whoa, you're too chill about what's happening. Yeah, it's like, you need to calm down, but he's like, I'm I am calm. I'm calm. I'm calm. Completely calm. Completely chill. To the point of being just cold. Love love to see Sterling K. Brown doing a fantastic job as a recurring villain. Mm-hmm. Gordon. I really liked Ava. Yeah. I know you didn't be. <laughs> I liked Ava. I loved her. Okay. I think she was cute. She was exciting. She was adventurous, but like also realistic. Yeah, and more personality than we've gotten from pretty much everybody. <laughs> yeah. She had more of a backstory that she brought up In through way- dialogue, like naturally, yeah. organically, like through dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. We will see her again. Oh, good. Okay. So that's great. I know you didn't like her being. It's not like- like, whatever. <laughs> okay. I can see what you mean by her being kind of annoying. She was a little, not like childish, but she was, I can see what you mean by like a like Disney acting. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, not like over the top, but. There is Disney acting, like modern Disney acting, which is so much worse than that. Yes. But I, I can, I can see where like her acting was in that genre. Next is episode 11, the halfway point of the season. Mm-hmm. Next time we're going to be discussing season two episode 11 playthings sam and dean investigate two strange deaths at a small connecticut inn run by a single mom whose young daughter plays with an imaginary friend oh great and i think i loosely remember this one is it creepy yeah yeah Uh, yeah i think this one's creepy nice i I mean kids yeah Yeah. kids are always kids are creepy and imaginary friends are creepy yes absolutely my imaginary friend told me to do something it's like Mm. "Mm, kids are so creepy anyway all right so join us next time for season two episode 11 play things until then i have been a host margaret i've been a host patricia i've been another host bridget and we'll see you next time Bye. Bye. bye Special thanks to Pixabay user The Laces Music Dude for the use of their song Bruh Music. 
as our theme music. And special thanks to our dad, our first sponsor. Thanks, dad. You can find us at 3 Idgets Pod on most of the internet. And get in touch with us by emailing 3 Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.